Hello and welcome to Netflix vs Cinema. Now this is not a full-blown episode but a preview of what's to come. Now, this the whole idea of this show, as it says in the tin, is Netflix vs Cinema. We are going to look at Netflix and look at cinema. We're going to watch th something on Netflix each week, watch something in the cinema each week, and we're going to see at the end of the time who has had the better time. When we're in full flow, we will have myself, Tosin, we will have Sean, Hello there. <laughs> We're going to have Sharon, who is a romantic expert, and we'll have Zeb, who is indirectly the cause of this whole thing. Wouldn't you say, Sean? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, she came up with the idea because, I mean, for some people, it's difficult to get to the cinema. And now with with like Netflix, Amazon and all that, that are producing their own stuff. And some of it's really, really good quality. So we're just it's whether you balance that with the, you know, the comfort of your own home or whether you enjoy the cinema experience. So so it's going to be really interesting, I think. <laughs> I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Because I know that, oh, I know that, okay, you, Sharon, and I, we're kind of like cineheads, quite frankly. And I think, uh, I think we're, we're kind of, I think we will watch anything on any, any screen, quite frankly. Uh, because we'll be like, yo, we love film. We, love, we will go watch anything that's going anywhere. And, but I think we still have this That's thing where, where we feel like, oh yeah, it's the cinema. The cinema is where it's supposed to happen. You're supposed to go into the place. The lights are supposed to go down. It's supposed to be dark in a big, massive screen the size of a wall in your house. And then that's when you're supposed to watch it. And, but obviously there is a bit of a shift happening because as you said, Netflix, Amazon, they're all beginning to make things. They're, beginning, they're taking on the powers that be and switching things up a bit. Uh, and it, uh, for, for me, I think that there's going to be like a tipping point. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to see whether that tipping point has come yet. Where we get to the point where we're like, you know what? We can actually tell you that you will have a better time if you just stayed at home and watched stuff on Netflix. Uh, that than go... <laughs> that's, that's, that's a bone of contention. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've mean, I, I, I've been... Because, I, 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 you know, I went to... I was Because I was on the mainland. And I went to... Uh, uh, when I went to see a couple of movies and I just thought I just really, really enjoyed being in the cinema and, yeah. and, and watching the movie. So, yeah, so it's going to be hard to persuade. But certain films, I think there's certain films that, that are OK to watch in your house. You know, yeah. there, there, there are certain films. So, so yeah, so who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? Maybe, well, these giant TVs coming out and big curved screens. I could be an <laughs> officiado. Who knows? You know, and then you, you could actually watch what you wanted. So maybe some of my old favourites. If I, 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 I do look at my wall sometimes and I think, oh, a massive 50-inch curved screen there, surround sound. Oh, I don't think the neighbours would be very happy. But big surround <laughs> sound and stuff. You know, and just, just watch films like, I don't know, The Wild Bunch or even Zulu or things like that. Just to watch them on the big screen, on your own big screen, would be magnificent. Yeah. But then I've always dreamed of having a cinema, so... <laughs> so there you go <laughs> all right cool it's funny that you mentioned that that you said about um about putting things up on your wall and talking about your favorite things because i reckon right there's there's a bit of a problem here with this whole thing and i think we need some rules and so i on this one because this is like an intro episode to the concept of what we're trying to do on netflix versus cinema i wanted to just sort of like say okay look we need to have some rules because if not you could just sit down. Let's say there's a film that you love. Like I know, for instance, that one of your one of your favorite films is, as you said, The Wild Bunch. So The Wild Bunch, yeah. So for instance, you could just watch um, Simon Peckinpah's The Wild Bunch <laughs> every single week, and then come in come into the podcast and be like, "Yep, I watched The Wild Bunch this week. I had a better time than I did at the cinema because I love that film." So and I 
And I don't think that that is fair because that's one of the problems that you have with cinema. With cinema, quite frankly, the choice you have each week at a cinema is so much more limited than what you have on Netflix. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So it's or, very true. Yeah, it's it's so much more limited because in the cinema you have like if you're lucky you have what ten films a week that you could go watch. Netflix, you have thousands. So I reckon that there are some rules that we need to put down. And I wanted to run them by you. I know when Sharon and Zeb actually get a get in on the um on the podcast after after Christmas, we can we can go through it and see what they think about them. Because not only are you going to talk about films, but I know people are going to want to talk about TV series. I know especially with Zeb. Zeb, whenever as Sean was saying, when we originally had this idea, because we were doing another movie quiz, another movie podcast, and that was just about reviewing what was at the cinema. And Zeb was the one who kept coming and going, well, yeah, well, I saw this thing on TV and I want to talk about it. And I think we were a bit like, no, cinema. <laughs> we were like, no, quiet, whippersnapper, cinema. And the, but he was like, well, do you see, the problem is that there's some people who can't get to the cinema and all. And then we were like, okay, oh, sheesh, this, he has a point. There's some people who just don't bother going to the cinema. So that's when we started thinking, hang on, this is, this is actually becoming more and more of an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I know that. Yeah, I think and I think it will. I think it will. We'll end up that way. And yeah. I mean, I've got to be honest. I've sort of, oh, I, I've sort of with with TV series. Although I must say that I did actually get into one, so I can see the intrinsic quality of them really because they are quite well made. Yeah. So, and I, I did do a binge watch of three episodes of, um, I think it was Penny Dreadful. But uh, so, yeah, and I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, Much I, to my chagrin, I was like, what are you doing, Sean? You should be going to the cinema. But it's like, well, these are pretty good, you know. It's just, it's, I know there, there, are, there are some real issues and I'm sure as we carry on with this podcast, we will get into them. We will get into them. I know that even on one of our previous things on the previous podcast that we were on, I know that there was, um, there was one episode where we just asked, is Netflix killing cinema? And we had this big hoo-ha about, oh my God, Netflix, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but okay, but this is the thing. I think that with, to, to make this a bit of a level playing field, we need to have a bit of a, uh, some rules. And what, the first one I think of is that if, if you're going to have watched a TV series in that week, you have to have finished the series. So let's say, let's say you said Penny, Tra- Penny Dreadful. If you're going to watch Penny Dreadful and then someone else is going to go to the cinema and watch, uh, I don't know, Creed 2, I think you need to have finished watching that season of Penny Dreadful if you're going to talk about it and if you're going to say, I had a better time than I did at the cinema. Because the cinema, when you go there, it's a whole story. You're having this whole story that is, that's being told in that time. And the thing with... Uh, with a TV series is that if you're watching it and you're in episode three or four, you don't know whether it's fulfilling. You don't know whether it's great because they might have strung you along with a really, really good episode. And by the end of the season, you're like, actually, no, that was a bit rubbish. By the time I finished the story, it was a bit rubbish. So I think if we're going to compare what we saw at home with what we saw at the cinema, I think that you must, you have to have finished watching that season of that show, whether you binge watched it, whether you watched it over a couple of weeks, but you have to finish watching that season of that show before you come in and you talk about it and compare it to what you saw at the cinema. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a reasonable one. That's a reasonable one. I should imagine that would be more Zeb's, Zeb's line. Uh, uh, probably for me, it would be more, you know, the individual movies, I think. 
But well, who knows? Oh yeah, I think I think for me it would be it would be it would be a combination of both because I know that already. But it's, I was trying to think about. It, I was trying to think how would I compare because I'm looking through my Netflix viewing history to see what I've say, seen recently. I've was I've been watching a t like a TV show called Hot Date, for instance. And I'm like, no. Nah, <laughs> Hot not. date, Tozin. What, what are you? You're not one of these guys that has like the, the uh, what do they call it, Tinder and stuff like that, are you as well? You, you seek <laughs> secret online data. Huh? So, I don't think your wife would be happy. Or, 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 I, I, do, I can have Tinder as long as the only person I ever match with is my wife. <laughs> oh well, that's fair, dude. That's fair enough. Like, then. Like, <laughs> she can leave the house. I can go meet her at work, pick her up, all that kind of stuff. It's all good as long as <laughs> that's the only match ever I'll ever get. It's a comedy series, and I was thinking it's unfair for me to sort of like say, okay, cool. I'm going to take something like Hot Date, and I'm going to compare it to. Let's see, what did I see at the cinema recently? Uh, Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet. I'm like, no, the season. Has oh yeah. To- you have to finish the whole thing off before you actually sort of compare it to that. Okay, so that's my first. That was my first rule. I'm glad you agree with that. And now I think that you're only allowed if you're going to come in and you're going to talk about that each week. You're only allowed to see one film that you have previously already seen. As in what? As in like so? Say you've uh, what? You can't watch it. I'm a bit confused here, Toes. So, okay. what, what, what so is I'm this all again? Like, you have to explain okay. it to me a bit okay, more. Okay, so for instance, let's say it's in the week. You go to the cinema, you watch a film. Yeah. But you can't, you can't go home and, as like I said, watch The Wild Bunch and then go, yeah, love The Wild Bunch. Oh, I had a great time at home watching this thing. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's one so, or the other, right? Eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, no, it's a, you, you, can't, you can't. So, each week, if you're going to come in each week, you're only allowed to. Because if that was the case, right? I'll just line up all the films I love. I'll line up E.T. Blues Brothers. I'll line Blues up the Brothers. Blues Brothers and all that. And I'll be like, you know what? This week, yeah. I watched the Blues Brothers. I watched E.T. And man, I had such a good time at home. What? Netflix is so much better than the cinema. I'm like, no. you. Well, you- I was thinking, yeah, I was, I was sort of thinking, Toes, is that if you, watch, you, if you watch a film on Netflix, if you come in with Netflix, it must be like a film that Netflix has produced. Uh, or you know one of those one of those films. I think that would that that would maybe work. Where you know, like for instance, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Scruggs, yeah. You know that was at yeah. Scruggs, and also where did I get that from? <laughs> and also one I watched uh, was Outlaw King. Oh yeah, was, Outlaw was King. Really, yeah. really, the, the really, really impressed with. So yeah. I think it should be those type of films. And for me, uh, we could maybe the odd bit put in films from the past that we've seen maybe we could have a little feature that's that's we talk about films from the past but i think it should be you know relevant films or tv series that that from netflix i, I don't think because like i say i just watched the wild bunch i say hey toes i saw the guess what i saw last week? i saw the wild bunch man i saw the magnificent seven guess what it was you know i could tell you all about it. i tell you the whole story i tell you it word for word i could i could tell you the screenplay like so i think i think perhaps we should say that they've got to be you know, contemporary movies or you know, TV series or, okay. or what have you, and maybe, but we could we we could do the you know we could have a feature where we perhaps where we we go back and say, well, I watched you know, Pretty Woman again for the ninety okay. seventh time or something like that. You know? <laughs> okay, no, okay, now you see now, Sean, you you have just mentioned what my third rule I think is supposed to be that yeah, you have to talk about the originals, whether it's an Amazon original that they've made or as a Netflix original. So we've called it Netflix versus cinema. That's just because Netflix is the big player. But quite frankly, it's any streaming thing. If it's Now TV, if it's Netflix, if it's whatever, 
it's versus cinema because this is these are the two big things for our entertainment eyes right now. So it's so sure. so yeah. But the thing is, like for instance, I'll tell you why I said you, you, it has to be a film that you haven't seen before, because I think like for uh, I know on Netflix I have it on my list. Touch of Evil. So the Orson Welles, Charlton Heston movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yep. come on. Yeah, I have, okay. I have never seen that before. I've heard about it forever. Yep. I've never seen that before. And if I ever wanted to watch that, I would. It's very rare that I would ever have a chance to see that at the cinema. So. My, so I'm thinking that if I went and watched that and it was the first time I watched it, it's pretty much like, you know, when you go see something in the cinema, it's usually the first time you've ever watched it. First chance you've ever had sure. to see it. Yeah. So I'm thinking that if it's the first time you've had a chance to see something, so when I, if I watch Touch of uh, Evil, I think, I, I, yeah. I think it should be all right for me to come in and say, guess, guess what, I watched Touch of Evil this week. It was awesome or, oh my God, it was overhyped. Sure. Do you know what, Tozin? That is a wonderful, wonderful idea. I'm really up for that because, I mean, I expect if, if you're going to catch up on some of these old films, yeah. and maybe maybe Zeb would, would as well, and perhaps I've seen them in the past and, and you know, we could have a retrospective view. You say, yeah, 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 I've seen A Touch of Evil. And I say, oh, yeah, well, I watched that. What did you think of, you know, what did you think of it? So, yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's, that's a terrific idea. That's a really, really good one. I like that. Okay, so, so far, the three things that we have is that if it's a TV series you watch, you have to have finished the series that week uh, yep. or the season of the of the show you have to finish that season yep. before you come in and you sort of try and compare it to a film uh number two is that you can only watch films that you if it's a film that wasn't a netflix original or something like that it has to be a film you haven't seen before so you haven't you, before yep you couldn't have seen this film on, at the cinema and then come back in and going oh yeah guess what i saw this week you yeah you know you it has to be a film you haven't seen before and also we yeah, want to make sure point. that we we also make sure that we get a good number of netflix originals or amazon originals or anything like that in there because um oh because it's a, it, nowadays you have i mean because i think i made a list of the people who the well-known filmmakers who have made movies on online only platforms in the last year or so we've had paul greengrass with july 22 we've had um, Alfonso Cuaron with Roma. We've had the Cohen brothers with the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Martin Scorsese is bringing out the Irishman soon, and I'm thinking like, so this is this is the real crux of it that filmmakers are being drawn towards these online platforms because they can make the films they want to make. So, so yeah, yeah it's the the fact that someone say, oh, there's going to be a Martin Scorsese movie that's going to be released that most people will not see in the cinemas. Because that's just the truth. Most people are not going to see that film in cinemas. It's yeah, that's that's it's, for sure. Yeah, it's it's mind boggling if you said that a couple of years ago. So I think yeah. So we want to get the the original content that's being created by these online things. If it's a film that it wasn't created by them, it has to be one you haven't seen before. And if it's a TV series, you have to finish the series the season before you actually come on and talk about it on the podcast. Sound good? That's a good idea. Yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds a good yeah sounds sounds some good ground rules there. I think. Okay, cool. We could we could cover quite a lot, couldn't we? With that anyway, we, so we, we could cover quite a lot with that anyway. There is, there is just so much because I know oh I know even at the moment we have we we have a backlog of things that we need to talk about. Oh man, and we need to talk about. <laughs> Fantastic beasts, I think. Oh, good lord! <laughs> do, do, do we really? Anyway, that's that's do... nearly gone. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's not worth talking about. Perhaps. Okay, I'll tell you what. Okay, we don't have that much time. We don't. We don't have that much. That's so true. We, we don't have that much time. So we will. We'll try and give like a quick thing because 
I think if we if we're going to Fantastic Beast, I'm sorry, but Netflix has won. <laughs> Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I give the best for sure. Uh, all right. So the the, the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs versus <laughs> <laughs> Ballad of Buster Scruggs versus Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Crane the Wall. That is not. That is that's a that's a massacre. That's, that's not. That's not even fair. That, that, that's, <laughs> that, yeah, no. That's that's not fair. You're right. That, You're right. Okay. So, let, just I. I yeah. Go. No, I, I was um. I was just gonna say. So what? So I was gonna say we. So what we want to do now is want to have like a little bit of a of a preview of what it would look like when we actually go through these films. So talking about films that we have seen recently um, in the cinema and films that we have seen on Netflix and what we think about them in the last so like in the last week or so. so yeah. Do you yeah, wanna... sounds good to me. Okay, cool. Because I know you've you've seen quite a bit. So you, I have. Yeah, so yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what. You you say a film, or we'll give you five minutes to talk about what you thought about. We'll, we'll have a five minute discussion about what it was like that you saw in the cinema, and then uh, then I'll do one that I saw in the cinema, and then we'll do Netflix, Netflix. Okay, Netflix, okay. Netflix. That sounds good. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, a film I watched the weekend. See, being from the Isle of Wight, quite often we don't get films that that they show so oh. i have to catch them when i go on the mainland also I, and I, I don't think i mentioned this but i should probably should if anybody is listening that I, so we're doing this thing remotely sean sharon zeb live on the isle of Wight, where i used to live and i live in the midlands in a place called bedworth outside coventry so that's why if you hear differences in sounds or anything like that that's what happens so sean will be talking about the isle of Wight. i'll be talking about the wider world the wider world yeah you've got space man it's space <laughs> you've got the space haven't you really you can just uh, i bet it's great though isn't it because you haven't got to worry about timings and stuff you, you yeah. pretty much and it, i think where you are is pretty central so you can get around yeah it is it is it is it is good not have to worry about the fer- about the about ferries but anyway you were saying that you were in the isle of Wight, and you this weekend you saw something i did yeah it wasn't on the isle of Wight. it's when i was on the mainland and it was a film called um white boy rick which, oh yeah, uh, yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, done a by Matthew, the same Matthew director. McConaughey one. That's the Matthew McConaughey one, yeah. And and basically, it's a story of um, the youngest ever. It's like a teenager. He became an undercover informant for the FBI. Yep. And but in the end, he got arrested, busted, and he was sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like the only one that got sentenced for life for a non-violent crime. And so it's based on a true story. It's based on a true story. And I was thinking, I, I didn't really know what to expect. It was directed by a film I love. The film is 71 by the same director. Oh, Jan Demange. Jan Demange, yeah, who did 71. So yeah. I, and I didn't realise that until the end because, because I, I didn't know anything about the film because I was yeah. over there. I thought, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. And I went to see it and I thought, oh, this is great. I really love this. It takes place in the 80s and it's got that real 80s feel about an 80s Detroit. Mm-hmm. And as I said, like, like you say, you've got Matthew McConaughey, you've got Bruce Dern <laughs> and you've even got, um, yeah, I mean, you know, well, you know what Bruce Dern's like. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, great. And you, you've got Piper Laurie as, you've got Bruce Dern as grandpa and you've got Piper Laurie as grandma. Yeah. And basically, it's, it's basically, I, I don't think the film's too much about, about the drugs and all that sort of stuff. But it's more about a family, you know, dysfunctional family that live because yeah. the parents, the, the grandparents live across the road and that, and they have the arguments and he's got a sister. But it was just a really, really enjoyable movie, a re- really, really good fun movie, which uh, which I was really, really surprised because I didn't know anything about it. You know, I'd, I'd not seen any trailers for yeah. it. I knew nothing about this movie. And, and it, so it was a really, really nice surprise for me. 
So I would recommend that. I know we haven't got a lot of time, so yeah. I would say that, yeah, for me, it gets a, um, a big four star, I think. Big oh, four good star. stuff. Oh, yeah, you've got Jennifer Jason Lee in there as well. Oh, she's, so she's, she's like an FBI good value. She's, she's always, always good. There's good so, uh, the acting is excellent. The acting is excellent. I mean, Matthew McConaughey pretty much plays a Matthew McConaughey character, <laughs> but um, the rest of them, the rest of them, it's just, it's just, it's sort of serious, but fun serious, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, Do, so yeah, it, so yeah, that, it's going to get a four stars, that one for me. Does he go, all right, all right, all right? <laughs> no, no, not quite like that, but yeah, he, I think he probably does, yeah. You know, you know what he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Always. no, he's 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 no, he's, he's good, good I, in it. He's, I love he's, him. I love him. I love my and, and there's a, uh, this actress. Do you know much about somebody called Belle Powley? Oh, Belle Powley. She played Bay Powley. Yeah, yeah, Belle Powley. Yeah, because I've, I've I've not really seen her in much. I mean, I think that was the first film she plays the sort of sister of of uh, Richard. You know, of Rich. So, but she she's, she was really good. Yeah, she's been doing good work over the last year or so. She, uh, uh-huh. I think she was in a film called The Royal Night Out, which was about uh, Princess, oh, El- yeah. yeah, Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret, well now, well, now the Queen and her and her sister, um, yeah, and uh, about them going out on town, going out on town undercover on VE Day. So, oh wow, <laughs> yeah. So she was, yeah. In- she, I, I was quite impressed with her. I was quite, and I don't really know know her work. So, yeah, yeah. She, she's, yeah. she's like, she's an up and comer. People just keep raving about her. Um, or, uh-huh. and as you've seen with good reason so with good reason yeah definitely yeah. all right cool so um in this is is the, in the film so you said four out of five yeah four out of five for, for me this one yeah, yeah i'd give it a four out of five is mcconaughey uh is is he the white is he the rick of the title or is that his son no 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 no, no it's his son played okay, by cool. rick worse jr i think yeah. yeah richard he played so so the story is about um yeah Richie Merritt is the actor, and well, he plays Rick Worst Jr. So he, he actually so the, the, the thing about him is that he's he's actually not an actor. The, no, yeah, he's not an actor. The the director wanted to find somebody who wasn't an actor and cast him in that role. And I think a little bit like one of your one of your favorite films of last year, uh, American Honey. They did the same thing. American with, Honey, yeah. yeah, yeah. They did the same thing with the with the lead character. Where she wasn't actually an actor, and the director just spent a lot of time trying to find somebody who could play this character, and then cast someone who yeah. cast someone who wasn't an actor around with with actors around them, just to sort of like do it. So, oh, okay, sounds quite good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, it's a good movie, and um, you know, there's great great interaction between the the cast. It's yeah. it's it's really good dysfunctional family movie okay excellent so stuff that's four out of five it sounds like cinema yep. has come out swinging definitely <laughs> so like cinema cinema has come out of the corner swinging this week uh but although the funny thing is i actually think that films like white boy rick are the kind of films because it's not going to be a massive hit it's not going to be in a whole bunch of cinemas and they're the kind of films that i reckon in the next couple of years are going to be moving more and more into netflix and yeah we- I, I mean that would i would have been i would have been as happy to watch that on the TV on the small screen as I would on the big screen, and and yeah. you know it's but but the thing I think with the thing with the cinema is it might be one of those things if I was to have Netflix or something that it might actually skip over it because you know not knowing enough enough about it. So, mm. but it quite easily could go on on to Netflix a bit like um, another film I saw. I know I'm I'm hogging it all a bit. No, I'm just going to say a quick thing. The the old man. The Old Man uh, and the Gun, Robert Redford's movies. Did you see that? Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but you know it's his final, it's his final film performance. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he says um, he's retiring after this. Yeah, and and this this would be this would be really really good on Netflix as well. I think um, I was slightly disappointed by it. I think it's been it's got rave reviews and everything. Um, and it was you know it's basically an old man who's well I won't I, I won't really towards the end because you find out things about it toward the end. So I won't give any spoilers because you find out more more about him as as the sort of film goes on. Yeah. So yeah, basically Robert Redford and Sissy Spacek. And, you know, it's, it's obviously what it says. He's an old man with a gun. He's a bank robber, but he does it in such a beautiful, lovely way that, you know, the people were, when, when, when the he, banks sort of robbed got them. robbed, they said, yeah, he was like, oh, he's a proper gentleman now. He's so nice. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so yeah, so it's, I, I mean, it's worth a watch. Um, as I say, I was, I was, I don't know if I was expecting more, but, okay. um, you know, so, so when you get to see that, because I'm sure that'll be one you'll get to see, you can we can talk about it a little bit more. It's definitely one I want to see, especially because obviously at this time, running up to Christmas and then after Christmas in in the UK, this is when all the films that are going to be on the awards awards show circuit start getting released. So I'm imagining that Old Man and the Gun is one of those ones that is definitely going to be on my list of. Ooh, I need to go see that. It's going to be. It might be up for Oscars or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it might 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 be in the running, really, just because you know they sort of do these, don't they? They do these, uh, you know, longevity awards sort of thing. They just seem to give them to people. I think John John Wayne got one, you know. Really. Yeah, yeah. They're so. like they're like what Redford? You're not coming back? Hang on, did we ever give you an Oscar? I don't think we did. <laughs> <laughs> we we should give him something. <laughs> so, all right, okay, cool. So um, so how many stars would you give Old Man and the Gun? Uh, I give it a three. Three. Give it a three for that Okay, one. so four three and a three. Star, yeah. No bad, no bad. All right, this week... And, and can I do one more toes and just <laughs> megly, megly quick? Just, and, then, and then it's over to you. And um, Right, I, I saw a film called The Green Book. Do, Ooh, you, do you know anything about this Green film? Book. I know about this I film. I saw a film, this Green is, Book, this is yeah. This Viggo Mortensen and Maheshala it Ali. Is. And they yep. And it's... Uh, I can't remember what, what decade it is. I think it might have been 60s. Oh, 60s, yeah, yeah, 60s, where he is. Marshall Ali plays a black, obviously, a black pianist, like concert pianist, who's going on a tour around the South. And Viggo Mortensen plays this kind of like New York guy who he hires as his driver slash bodyguard, because obviously it's the 60s. He's going around the South of America, and uh, yeah, there could be problems. So he he hires him, and it's all about the relationship and the friendship between them and what happens, based on the true story. Yeah, it, and and I mean, it's quite apt for being a christmas movie as well but i mean i i, I won't say too much about this because i'd really really love you to see this movie um, yeah. and hopefully you will i mean this is one on your list isn't it it's got oh it is be. definitely it's definitely you, on my list definitely on my okay list. We'll, sa- we'll save that then we'll save that yeah we'll save that we'll, i'll keep that in the pocket <laughs> but okay. yeah just to say it's a it's a really good film <laughs> yeah. i'll tell you that yeah there is, right. i think it's i'm looking at the looking at who's involved because Viggo mortensen he doesn't do much but when he does he make, it's almost as if he's, like, he's, he's class. Yeah, I feel like Viggo Mortensen, you, you he, would, he takes his time to make sure that when he gets involved in something, it's different and it has something to say. Like the you, la- last one I think I saw him was not, Captain Fantastic. Would, oh, yeah. You would not recognize him as Viggo Mortensen. You just would not recognize him. You, so, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so you wouldn't know, unless, unless you knew he was in the film yeah. and you knew he was, you wouldn't know him. If it was someone who didn't know Viggo Mortensen, was they think, oh, who's that guy? They'd be like, that is an Aragon. 
Yeah. <laughs> what happened to Dishy Aragorn <laughs> with his permanently <Exactly>. wet hair? <laughs> okay, so, cool. So, so that's... Yeah, okay, cool. So it sounds like, okay, good week for the cinema. Good week for the cinema. Yeah. Okay, for yeah. me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack off with um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, now I just... This didn't appeal to me much. This one from uh, the trailer. Okay, I saw so I saw this this week, and it is essentially, um, so at the moment the with superheroes being everywhere, there is a whole bunch of things where it gets complicated, and I think people who don't know much about it, like you and I, so you and I have been comic heads from a long time in the past. We know our DC from our Marvel, all that kind of stuff, and. So and so we kind of understand a bit about why there's so many different Spider-Men and why um, Marvel seem to own Spider-Man, but then Sony get involved and all that kind of stuff. And so there's a whole, unless you're into comics and into films and everything like that, there's a whole boring backstory to why they seem to be, why there's a live action Spider-Man and then they're making this animated Spider-Man behind, uh, behind it. But honestly, I'm going to come out of the blocks and say this has shot into my top three Spider-Man movies of all time. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. Seriously. It has shot straight in there. And my top three, and the the order keeps changing, is um, is Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi one with Tobey Maguire. uh, With Alfred Mm -hmm. Molina's Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah, It's Spider-Man 2. It's um, Spider-Man Homecoming. And now it's yep. and now it's Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Wow! Because wow. I mean, honestly, the the it is so well done. It is so it the film looks beautiful. There is just no denying that the film the film looks absolutely beautiful because you have um, the way it's done. It's done in sort of like a three D animation, but on top of the three D, you can see it very well that it it's almost as if they they made a three D model. But then they drew over it with a 2D, sort of the way the comics are. And they keep having these things where, you know how all the little speech bubbles will pop up and all the little thoughts of the characters will show up. In, in, yep. It is the closest thing to a moving comic that I, I think I've ever seen. It's a close oh, thing. Oh, wow. It is the closest thing to a moving comic I've ever seen. And it plays around with the whole idea of Spider-Man's history and how crazy the history has been and how many different iterations of Spider-Man you have. And it focuses on the, there's a character called Miles Morales who was, who was created around about the time when um, Barack Obama was running for president. And so they create, they, the, some characters thought, they thought, hmm, you know what, we think we need a different kind of Spider-Man. So they created this version of Spider-Man who was, uh, he's, Half black, half Latin American. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds an interesting combination. Yeah, he is half, half black, what? half Latin American. He's got Miles Morales and how he becomes Spider-Man and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's just it's just great because it's fresh. It's a Spider-Man you haven't seen on screen before. But then at the same time, Peter Parker shows up. But then they have this whole thing about the different dimensions that come together. And as you know, in, in the comic book lore... There's always different dimensions. There's always, oh, this takes place on Earth 612 or 616. And there's this other one. And there's this other one. Yeah. And, this, and that's why you can tell these different stories. So, and all these different dimensions crash together. And you have this Spider-Man story that has six Spider-Men in it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah it sounds, sounds interesting. But honestly, man, I, I, think it's, uh, I think if you love Spider-Man, this film is as much about the story as it, it's as much about what it means to be Spider-Man and why Spider-Man exists and why um, 
and why uh, you know it was even he was even created in the first place and also because stan lee died recently there's there's a stan lee cameo in it that i i'm not gonna <sighs> lie i'm not gonna lie it tugged at my heartstrings man i was just kind of like oh oh my god oh it's like they knew it's like they it's like they knew and oh my goodness and, and then you have you have nicholas cage nicholas cage shows up playing spider-man noir <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you liked that. You, you liked the look of that one, didn't you? I remember you saying from the trailer. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, no, it, so it's essentially, oh, but I would give this film, it's, 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 it's a high four. It's a really, really high four. Uh-huh. Because cool. it, it, it honestly, and as I said, it's shot right in there to the top of my, close to the top of my list as when you talk about uh, the best, or best Spider-Man movie ever made. Uh, it's 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 uh-huh. close. It's close. It, it's uh, wow. It is. It's. I, I would recommend this film to anyone. Okay. And I, okay. I think it's been released this Friday. So. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. All right. Cool. I, che- I might check that one then. Yeah, and and I've got. Uh, I want to say another quick one for the cinema that I saw, and this is a film called yep. "Sorry to Bother You." Yeah. And it it's a film called "Sorry to Bother You," and it's one of these. Uh, I know, okay, in the last couple of years, we've had a lot of films that talk about, um, in different ways, talk about the sort of black experience in America. So I know you you saw, you quite like Black Landsman. You, yep. you quite liked Get Out. Get Out, yep. yeah. And Sorry to Bother You is kind of in the, it, it starts off in a sort of like, you know, sort of sat- satirical thing. So the whole idea is that there's this guy who's down on his luck and he's trying to get a job. So he gets a job at a telemarketing firm. And in the telemarketing firm, while he's there, he has this older black guy who's there who tells him, who tells him, "Look, man, if you're going to if you're going to um, succeed here, you have to use your white voice." <laughs> and he says, he says <laughs> you, you. "And so they have this really, really stylized. Essentially, they have a white person doing the voice. So he goes, hi, hi, how are you? I like to talk to you about buying encyclopedias. Oh, hi, that's so great. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> like they do this, they do this so like really, really affected white voice. Which, and so he does this, and he, he starts going up because he's using his white voice. He starts going up and up and up in this company. And yeah, like and so so far so satirical." But then, halfway through this film, there is a twist that makes the twist in Get Out, and anybody who's seen Get Out will understand this, it makes the twist in Get Out look lame and sensible by really? comparison. Really? Yeah, honestly. It's like, when you start finding out what the company's doing and everything, it makes Get Out look like... It, it makes Get Out look like science. Let me put it that way. <laughs> it is, yeah. And, and I'm not gonna tell you what it is because that's a bit. Well, I was watching the film and I was like, "What? What? What film are I watching? This is not the film I thought I was watching." <laughs> this is, oh wow! Yeah, I, uh, the trouble is, I don't know. I don't know if that will come to the island. You know, yeah, it's one of those films that, yeah. that may not turn up here. Yeah, it's one of those films that I think is forget about coming to the island. I just think there's two cinemas close to me, and I had to go to the one in the bigger city. I had to go to the one in Coventry to see it. And that was only being ah. shown, um, like you know, at nine p.m. at night or something like that. So I don't think it's going to be around for for long. But when it, when it eventually comes out, it, this film is crazy. It is. <laughs> well, 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 it's. I mean, I should imagine we're all talking about Netflix and things. The chances are it's got probably in a little while it will come out on there, won't it? Or something yeah, like I think that, so. I think. I think this this is the kind of so. film. This this film is built to become a cult classic. It's built to be the kind of film that people find. Late at night, after they come back from the pub, they watch it. They go, "What the heck?" and they start passing it along their friends. 
So I think, and it's also, you know, I know you don't have, you have a big problem with horror because you, you think like none of them are actually scary or anything like that. Scary. No, and, that's right. I, I don't, I, I don't know what it, what it is, but there's stuff. I don't want to say anything about the, what happens halfway through this film, but let me put this way. I did it. I was scared to go to bed that night. I was, I, Ooh, I, I, really? I didn't want to go to sleep because I did not want any of those images in my head. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know. Okay. Want okay. That sounds interesting. I, I did not want this film in my dreams. So, but it's, oh. but, so, but, but the thing is, I still think it's a very good film. I think when you look at it, it's kind of like, you can see the point it's trying to make. It doesn't make the points subtly. It kind of like uses a sledgehammer to sort of like ramble a lot of the points home. And I think it, lo- it loses something, it loses a bit in, its, in, in subtlety that could have happened. And I think it's, it, it's, it's a little bit of a bleak outlook. Uh, I know Get Out, people say, well, that was a horror and everything like that. But I think Get Out was a lot more hopeful than this film is. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Ooh, 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 yeah. ooh. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. So, so, so I, I would recommend it. I'll probably give it a three. But only three star, be, yeah, but only because it made me not want to go to bed that night. I had to go home and watch something, and find, <laughs> find something to busy myself with to try and push some images out of my head so I could go to sleep. Uh huh. Cool. Okay, so, so cool. all, all in all, sounds like a good week for cinema. Yeah, good week for cinema. I think we got, yeah, a couple of three stars, yeah, a four star. So, yeah. But so now I suppose we better mention some Netflix stuff, shouldn't we, really? Yeah, and let's, let's kick off with something I know we've Do both think- seen. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yep. So this is the, the Coen... Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. This is the. This Coen was one Brothers. you recommended me, wasn't it? Yes. The Coen Brothers. Yeah. 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 You recommended me this, and and I have to say it was a it was a good recommendation. You said you said oh, Shawnee, I think you probably like this movie, and yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> it was really, and um, being a big West Western aficionado, which I love, I love westerns. Yeah. And I just saw so much in it. Yeah. Particularly, particularly. In in one of this in the I think it's the second second segment. That's actually there are shots in that segment which um, are actually taken from from Clint Eastwood movies. Well, you like Hang um, Yeah, like that's it. That's yeah. it, man. You knew the one it was. Yeah, it was. It was just basically that. It was even when they're like the, the way they were on the horses, the way they were positioned. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah. I was just like I thought, oh man. Oh man, I really enjoyed it, and and the first section, the first segment itself was uh, <laughs> with was, this. Was, okay, so, yeah, so, that was that was pretty cool. Okay, let's explain a little bit about what this film's about. Yeah, so, Ballad for sure. of, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is the Coen Brothers and they're making an anthology western. So it's essentially six stories, six stories back to back about, and it's set in the western thing. Then, and you can see that there's a sort of love of the history of the western. Because you have the singing cowboy western, you have one that's a lot more Sergio Leone kind of infused western, as you said, the Clint yep. Eastwood western, and you have like the sort of um, the so one that one of them that's very much like stagecoach, where it's just stagecoach, like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, everybody on a stagecoach, and you you never really leave the stagecoach, and the, in the course of this story. And one that's about a wagon train trying to go from one place to another and fighting against Native Americans and all that. And so you have this this story that has all these six different bits, and it's also like done where you have a at the beginning you see a storybook, and they open it up, and then it opens up with the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and he comes on, he starts singing and everything like that, and 
I, I, I really, really like the film. You're talking about the different bits or the different sections of the film that showed up. And I was like, oh, this, is, this is good. But I can see at the same time why for it, it would have been easier to get Netflix to make it than to try and get a studio to make it. Because I think, I, I think essentially it will, be hard, it, will, it will be a harder sell at the cinema. It would, yeah. I think I think some studios, if they'd have, you know, some 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 of the big movie studios, if you'd have pitched this to them, they'd have thought, what, what wouldn't they? The the big movie studios would wouldn't have taken this on. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I, I agree because it 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 doesn't. You can't immediately see how this is going to make you money. So <laughs> no. So so, but I I really liked it. I think the the there's one of the stories called the girl who got rattled. I think it's the second to last story. Yeah. And that's actually yeah. that's like a it's like a beautifully sad story. It's it's, yeah. a, it's a beautifully sad story. It's like one of those things that when the story finishes, you're like, oh. And I'm not sure whether you did this, but if anybody, obviously, this is what you can do with Netflix because when the story finishes, you see the you see the first page of the story before the story starts, and you see the final page of the story when it ends before they flip the story over to go to the next story. If you pause it and you just read what's written on the page. Yeah, was, yeah, you've got to catch that. That's that's yeah, quite important. Yeah, you, you read what's written on the page, and I think it is ju- it just so complements what you've seen on the screen as well. It's almost like an experiment. Yeah. I, but I mean, a it, really it, good experiment. Definitely, and it covers you know it covers a lot of of the Western genres, doesn't yeah. it? You know, yeah, all the different really different types. You know, from you know, yeah, like you say, your spaghetti's to your typical John Wayne ones to your, yeah, you know. Contemporary ones, singing cowboys, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all there. So, yeah, yeah, we enjoyed this one. I think yeah. this, I have to say that, you know, this rates highly. It, it rates highly. I think this is, this is Netflix. And I think that the fact that it's the Coen brothers is Netflix really saying, okay, cinema, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. We're going we're gonna to go into some competition. Yeah, I, I really think so. I'll, I'll, give it, I'll give it a four out of five. Yeah, I'd give it a four out of five. Definitely, definitely. And and I'll recommend the Outlaw King to you if you get oh, yeah? a chance to see it. Yeah. So, yeah. So so watch watch the Outlaw King. Let me think. Let, okay. let me know what you think. So the thing with the Outlaw King is that everybody's been currently like Braveheart two because it's about Robert the Bruce and it comes in the wake of like William Wallace's death and all that kind of stuff. So what it, would you say about it if if people said, oh, it's just Braveheart two, isn't it? No, it's far 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 superior to Braveheart two. Okay. It is. It is. It is far, far, far superior. It is probably more historically accurate because Braveheart was just like nonsense. Um, uh, you know, and the actual... When I did some research into to sort of one of the battles, it was... Yeah, it was... It was... Uh, for me, I think it was far superior to Braveheart. Okay. I mean, I enjoyed Braveheart, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I, I just think it's, it's better than... It's better acted than Braveheart. Braveheart was... Braveheart with... Lots of people screaming and stuff, you know, your typical Scottish Highlander type people. Whereas these seem much more realistic, you know. They, they didn't all have kilts, but, you know, yeah, in, in Braveheart, didn't they? Like, they all have, show, show your kilts, you know, show them what you got. Show well, them your ass. Uh, well, you apparently, know? apparently, uh, kilts hadn't, were not invented for another 500 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In reality. So, so for me, you, you, know, like, you know how I like, how I'm, pernickety about things right this to me this yeah. was this was this felt real this felt real i mean braveheart to me was just like a a fun war movie you know there wasn't and of course you know me with the nonsense with him meeting in braveheart i'm sure lots of people have seen that where he meets the queen and all that nonsense i'm like 
come on. Who are you trying to kid? So it was just, that was a nonsense film. A fun film. I enjoyed it. Great battle scenes. But just a nonsense film. You know, whereas this, this is more, yeah, this is more gritty. This is, this is, this is how I imagine the places to be, how the people look. And, And to me, yeah, so I recommend it. And, it's, yeah, it's a good movie. All right, cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, and um, one other one that I saw that I would just mention is a film called Southside With You. Now, this was released in cinemas right. a while back, but I hadn't seen it. And it's it's essentially the story of the Obama, so Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's first date. Cool. Yeah, and it's it has a bit of a... Did you ever see Before Sunrise or Before Sunset? No. The Richard, the Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy movies. It has a bit of a thing like that where it doesn't really have like... The, so it, it pretty much, it starts off around about when Barack Obama shows up at Michelle, at that time, Robinson's house to pick her up for the date. And it ends when they both get back home at the end of the date. And oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is quite fun. It's quite a good film. And it's just about them going... It's, it's about them... So walking along, so they're both in Chicago on the south side of the Chicago, and the whole idea is that they both work at this law firm. He's an intern for coming from Harvard for the summer holidays, and she's actually trying to sort of she's she's more senior. She's trying to get ahead with it, and he's trying to go out with her. But she's like, "Look, I'm trying to be serious here, and as a black woman in a law firm, it's hard enough to be taken serious without me sort of like going out with one of the interns, so to say." And it, and it's all about like. Uh. You know, it's it's about the way he's trying to get her to sort of like co- with, get her to go out with him, and she's and they're talking about this, and through this you're still you're, you're beginning to see it's not really concerned with like it's not massively concerned with their politics, it's not massively concerned with oh here and here you can see the moments that made Barack Obama say I shall be president of the United States. <laughs> There's nothing like that in it. It's purely just about these two people figuring out whether they're going to be together. And you see elements of what drives them that would end up with, with where they ended up in life. But it's really just a sort of like a lovely, a lovely romance movie about two people on a first date. Oh, cool. That's yeah. all right. That's one to bear in mind. That sounds like, like Sharon would like that one, wouldn't she? Oh, I think Sharon would. I think Sharon would like it. But okay. I, think, I think it's a good film. It's a good film, full stop. Um, but yeah, that's Southside with you. And uh, so, well, How many stars for that? Oh, I I would go four, four stars. Ooh, yeah, I, I, I Ooh. would I would go four stars. I mean, it's one of the things where you're like, I need maybe some people might think it's a bit too schmaltzy, <laughs> but okay, I'll go four. I'll go four. I'm putting my flag down. Four. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. And I think I think with that, we're so when you look at that, Sean, what do you, what would you say? Who won this week? Netflix or cinema? Um, well, I think, I mean, we reviewed more, more cinema films, but I think we have to say that I'm going to call it a tie this week. Same here, man. <laughs> I'm going to call it a tie. Um, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. We're in agreement then. Yeah. yeah. So we'll give that a tie. Oh, uh, <laughs> although I'll tell you what though, as, as we go forward, because after we get off this, I'm about to, after I get off this call, I'm about to go to the cinema to watch I let me guess what you're going to see. Can I guess? Can I guess? You can guess. Can I you're guess? Gonna, you're going to get it right. Yeah, Am I? Deadpool. Once upon a no. Deadpool. Once, Once upon a Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and me. And me. 
<laughs> and, uh, for me, I'm like, and this is the kind of genius idea that I think cinemas can still do. <laughs> this is the kind of yeah. genius idea that I think that they have to, they have, because I remember a while back I said, Netflix getting more and more popular means that cinemas will have to raise their game and they will have to come up with better things and give you a better offering. And something like this for one night only, once upon a Deadpool, I think this is the kind of thing that they should do more. It's just like, I love the idea behind it. I love, you seen, you seen any of the, of the previews? Or the trailers? Nope, none. Yeah, nope. Okay. No, I haven't. No. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> tell me nothing. Tell me nothing. I, I will tell you nothing. When you see what they've done with it, I think I think you'll I think you'll appreciate it. All right. Anyway, cool. Sean, thank you very much. <laughs> That's all right, and thank you too, Toast. Yeah, thank you for and, listening. And uh, we'll be able to talk talk about that next time, eh? Yeah, we'll be talk about that next time in Christmas when we come back and. We can we can run a run our eyes over all the Christmas movies because all of a sudden Netflix is producing a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so we we can run all the Christmas. Okay, movies then toast. We had a better thing, but we'll see you. Uh, yeah, I'll see you then, but I'll chat to you later, man. Okay, man. Okay. Take care now. Take care. Bye. 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 Well, thank you for joining us and thank you for listening to Netflix versus Cinema. This is something that we're just sort of starting off because we're all just sort of like film buffs and we love watching things and then talking about it. And we really, really do find it interesting, this schism that's happening between Netflix and cinema, which one of them is going to work, which one of them is going to win this battle, this battle royale. If you'd like to give us your thoughts, please do get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at, at ToesInVideo. So that's T-O-E-S-I-N video. And uh, yeah. Let us know your thoughts. We should be setting up a Twitter account for Netflix Cinema sometime soon. I know we have a website coming and hopefully we'll be chatting to you then. Thank you. Bye.